All right. Good morning. Good morning, Christian. Good morning, Kelly. How are I, you? Good. I love Wednesdays. <laughs> I do too. Don't you? I love them. I do too. It's so much fun. They are fun. They are fun. Right in the middle of the week. I know. I know. <laughs> it just, it makes it nice because, uh, you know, the week's still kind of new, but then it's almost over. It's almost over. Exactly. <laughs> it's the perfect day of the week. That's right. Not that I want to rush time or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> but I do enjoy when it's kind of getting close to Friday. Absolutely. Oh, you know exactly exactly so um okay christian we've got fashion questions today i love it i do too because um you know there's so many things that people want to know about or they're not sure about Mm -hmm. and you're the perfect person to ask (laughs) well thank you (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is a good one yeah because this is one that actually my husband asked me not long ago oh really is it okay to pair navy and black oh my goodness yeah it's so hard especially all of these questions that used to be a faux pas things change over time like the whole can you wear white after labor day rule right so things change so yes it's definitely okay to pair navy and black together and i know we got this question on our facebook pages one thing that you want to um, remember are the proportions so let's say you have on um, black slacks and you throw a navy coat well that might just look like you accidentally (laughs) paired the wrong pants with the navy coat so what you want to think about if you're going to do black pants maybe wear a navy sweater so you've got different pieces of the outfit together and also think about proportions what proportions are you having of the navy and the black it's good like if you have you know I always talk about a third piece that we have on so when you have that third piece on maybe have the contrasting colors next to each other so you could have the black top um, with a navy jacket so that you can tell that there's a difference like a defined difference but typically the darker neutrals will always go together okay because um And that's a good point because you don't want to feel like you look like you made a mistake. That's right. That's right. You want it to be purposeful. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So is it okay to wear jeans at a business meeting? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It depends what business. That's so true. So it depends the culture and what type of business meeting it is. Because we all know there are some business meetings that are less formal and there are some business meetings that are more formal. So knowing your environment and knowing what type of meeting it is will help to determine if jeans are okay. In any kind of business meeting um, or the less formal business meetings, you're all, if you decide to wear jeans, it's a little bit safer to go with a dark jean because it looks a little bit more dressy. And if you choose to wear jeans, then definitely place a blazer with it or a sport coat for guys just so that you still have a professional polished look. Because remember, wherever you are, people are still going to be looking at you to determine, you know, maybe they don't know you. So they excuse me, we'll still be looking at you to see what kind of image are you are you putting out there. So it's okay, but in the right in the right type of meeting and a darker straight cut jean versus slobby, big relaxed cargo jeans are not gonna go at a business meeting for sure. Yeah. And it's <laughs> excuse me, it's really interesting because that's a kind of common question, which you would never would have heard somebody ask sure. years ago. That's right. I mean, you just didn't, it didn't even matter what where you were going to a business meeting. Mm-hmm. Jeans were out. They were out. You wore out. slacks yes. or a dress or a yes. skirt or yes. something. 
Um, you know, and it's become, like you said, you know, fashion changes and what's appropriate right. has really changed. Yeah. And if the ladies decide to go with the jeans look and you want to throw that blazer on, then put on a pair of heels and some great jewelry to up that look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then it looks really fashionable instead of your, you wore jeans yes. to yes. the meeting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So how do you stay professional in the Texas summer heat and humidity, <laughs> because that is it's, a huge issue. Even if you is. are getting out of your car and walking just like, you know, 40 feet or wherever or your office door is, right. you, I mean, I sweat a it lot is. And, and that then, was a big deal for me. Yeah. And then you go into the building and it's freezing cold. Yeah. So we're like freezing and sweating like within five minutes of yeah. each other. So how do we, how do we manage all of this? So what you want to do is look for lightweight items. Okay. So lightweight fabrics and this goes for men and women something that has a little bit looser weave a little bit lighter cotton would be better instead of something that has a tighter weave and we see this in men's shirts as well as ladies dresses you can also think for ladies too unlined um, jackets so you know a lot of jackets have the lining inside of them yes yes so without that inner lining on there is one less layer, but also our dresses and skirts also have extra linings, which is great. It, it's a high quality product, but maybe if you ha- if you don't have that lining on there, it would be one less layer on you. Now, the only rule I will say about that is make sure your undergarments are appropriate. <laughs> if you have on an unlined <laughs> skirt <laughs> or dress, so just think about that for sure. So um, as far as, uh, you want to be careful with linens um, in the summertime because they wrinkle really easily. So while it is a uh, a lighter fabric and it's a little bit cooler to wear, it's hard sometimes to make linen look professional just because it gets wrinkled so easily. So just be careful with that. But things like that have lycra or spandex and then will usually will usually help for sure. Um, lighter color suit pieces. So going more towards the cream and, and lighter colors. Um, will also help you to get that more um, airy summertime look. Um, But you just have to be smart about how many layers you're putting on. So if you have a suit coat, instead of wearing a long sleeve shirt under it, maybe you wear a sleeveless top under it. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's what I was just about to ask you, because, you know, a lot of times offices do not allow their um, anybody. Men won't wear sleeveless shirts to work in. (laughs) Please don't. However, unless it's your station. I am not saying men to wear (laughs) sleeveless shirts at a business setting. That is true. Women do have the nice silk blouses that are sleeveless that they wear under a a blazer or a, a jacket. Right. So. You have to make sure that if you get too warm and need to take your jacket off or, mm-hmm. you know, you need to get permission sometimes yes. and say, I am wearing a sleeveless top. Is it okay if I take it off for a little while? Yes. Because that, that is a big deal at a lot of offices and it they, is. and they sometimes don't even allow if you wear it you cannot take your jacket off right and it's just understanding what your company's policies are as far as that dress code goes but also thinking about because you like let's say you're um, outside and it's really hot it's always a good idea maybe to keep uh, for ladies a cardigan or or a blazer and for guys a sport coat in your office one that will go with many different things so that way if you do have you know a pop-in client or a pop-in meeting that comes up you are still um, polished and professional because you have that sport coat, that third piece or the, yeah. or the jacket cardigan to yeah. put on. Okay. So. I have a quick question when, and I don't have the answer to this, so it's not a trick <laughs> question. Okay. When did pantyhose kind of go out? <laughs> 
or when was it okay to stop wearing them right (laughs) they're awful and the station was talking about making sure we all wore them no i'm kidding what (laughs) oh my gosh i love you kelly but right so i think there's a time and a place for pantyhose but it is an extra layer and it is hot so i would say um you know it's okay to not wear pantyhose there are so many sunless tanners that you can just you know rub on your legs to have that look and i know i mean you've got different guests on the show who can help you if you feel like you have problems with varicose veins and whatnot. (laughs) But um, a lot of those sunless tanners work really, really well. So if you feel like you want to just throw on some of that um, rather than the pantyhose, then I think that would be a a good way to go. Yeah. And it's really interesting because it's, um, there are still businesses. And I know because when my daughter was um, finding a career after college, Mm -hmm. she applied at different places. And it was mandatory to wear pantyhose. Wow. So it was really interesting. Yeah. I did not know people still did that. But not they do. Many, not yeah, many. Not but many. But some do. And that's why it's so important to understand what the rules are at your particular place of business. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go to a job and not understand that you have to wear those every day that's right i mean that would be awful it's like in in your interview excuse me do i need to wear pantyhose every day this is not for me needless to say she did not take those jobs (laughs) i mean it's okay to have that i'm just kidding just kidding exactly okay so this is a big question for a lot of people because you know especially during the summertime yes and people are losing weight Mm -hmm. and they're on this uh, mission to get in shape they want to mm-hmm. wear their bikinis or their swimsuits and feel better mm-hmm. um, during the summer yeah so how do you uh, handle your wardrobe mm-hmm. if your weight fluctuates okay this because is... people do not have money to keep buying new pieces or different right. pieces every time they gain weight or Go, lose weight uh, right I mean, i'm right there i am so right there i'm yeah. actually doing this in my own closet right yeah. now um, not for the better unfortunately yeah. but you know what that is life and that is real <laughs> so i'm so glad that this question was asked so one thing to remember i think it's really important to know your body and in in the fluctuations so So if you are gaining or losing weight, knowing where your body does that first, like, you know, do you gain more weight in your hips and thighs or is it more in your belly and chest? You know, knowing if it's more the top half or the bottom half will really, really help you to know which pieces to keep in your closet and which pieces to purchase moving forward. So if you're one of those uh, people who typically gain weight on your upper half or on your lower half, then you know that you will be safe buying uh, a little bit more expensive pieces for the top because you know that you're going to be able to wear those through the fluctuating seasons now as far as organizing your closet through that stuff what you want to think about like if it's two sizes too big or two sizes too small then it needs to be boxed and put away because that is just a distraction and it's taking up some prime real estate in your closet but sometimes we fluctuate just through one size you know so those kinds of things depending on where they are can be pushed to one part of your closet what my goal is is making sure that what you look at every day right in the center of your closet are things that you can wear and that you're not purging through like oh that doesn't fit that doesn't fit that does so we only want the items that we can currently wear right there front and center and everything else either needs to be moved to the side and maybe face the hangers backwards so you know oh I haven't worn that piece since that's my fat area that's my skinny area (laughs) I mean sometimes it's real we have to do that but having those pieces away and off to the side will help us to be able to just focus on the good stuff and start out our day a little bit happier yeah and we we do like having a happy closet yes yes um okay so what are some good ideas to wear at a summer wedding mm-hmm. 
at night okay. and it's outside. Okay. So when I think of a night wedding, I think it's a little bit more formal. Um, the invitation, though, will kind of give you an idea of, of what the, the theme is. Uh, that's my kind of go-to, a party or whatever it is. Like, let's take a look at the theme. Um, but to a summer wedding at night at night, so I guess bug spray. I'm just kidding. Make sure it doesn't yeah, sting. Yeah, I mean, put some in your <laughs> Make in sure your, your bug spray doesn't sting. Um, <laughs> and probably light layers um, for ladies. Maybe, you know, a nice dress with some really sparkling jewelry would be great um, because the evening wed- weddings are a little bit more formal. But keep in mind your shoes. If you have stilettos at an outside wedding um, at night and you can't see very well, your stilettos could get stuck in the grass. So I suggest a block heel or some type of platform that will um, settle in the grass a little bit easier when you're walking. Because, I mean, let's face it, if you're going to a wedding and there may or may not be beverages there, you need to have a stable <laughs> a stable base yes. uh, in your shoes. Exactly. And what about wedges? As long as they're cute. Yes, yes. You know. Absolutely. And you just need to be careful. Some wedges are a little bit more casual looking. Yeah. So to an evening wedding, I would say a little bit more formal. Okay. Make, make sure Platform-y. they're a little bit more dressy, uh, a dressier wedge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do we wear to a summer wedding at night and inside? Oh, okay. So for the inside wedding, I would say um, maybe something that can cover your shoulders just because it might be a little bit cooler inside, especially, you know, if the reception's in there as well. So here you can pull out those stilettos and fun, you know, and fun heels. Definitely for a night wedding, it's a little bit more dressy. So we want to, you know, add on the bling and you can do everything from, uh, you know, that nice little black dress to even a long, a long dress, but always check the invitations. I know I was recently invited to a wedding and it was formal. So had I not looked at that and just attended, I, we would have been out of place because it was a black tie event. So check the invitation and double check the invitation and ask. It's totally okay to ask what is the appropriate attire. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of women, you know, are still confused if you can wear black to a wedding or not. So yes, just don't wear white. That's my biggest thing. Do not wear okay, white don't to wear someone white. else's wedding because okay. that is saved for the bride. Okay? okay, we want her to be super special, and no one else should be wearing white. That's my own personal. Maybe that's my own personal beef right there. No, I think that's probably <laughs> appropriate. I mean, pastels are great. Yes, just yes. not the white. Correct. You correct. can wear black. Yeah. Especially if you had the hots for the groom or something. <laughs> he's wearing somebody Black else. is typically always, is typically always okay to wear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So now, um, what, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so sorry. We answer your fashion questions to Christian live on the air when we come back. Wow. Connect and watch Kelly and her guest on Facebook Live. Go to VinylDraftRadio.com or search Final Draft Radio on Facebook. Final D-R-A-U-G-H-T Radio. More next. The light beer you've been waiting for has arrived. Corona Premier is a superior light lager brewed to be easy drinking with a taste that's undeniably Corona. Premier is an exceptional light beer, perfect for taking a moment to look around and appreciate all that you've accomplished so far. Lower carbs, lower calories, higher expectations. Corona Premier. Enjoy the view. Drink responsibly. Corona Premier, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. 
ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. Are you an athlete, a former athlete, or someone who just likes to stay in shape? Do you suffer with muscle aches or joint pain and are tired of pills and creams that don't seem to work? iCryo Cryotherapy's full body treatments and spot treatments can help you heal faster, feel better, and it's all natural. So there's no age limit, and the best thing, it's affordable. Cryotherapy helps your body to heal from the inside out. Go to iCryo.com today to find a location near you. iCryo will help you give pain the cold shoulder. When was the last time you went to the dentist? One year? Three years? More? Most of us get so busy that we don't go to the dentist like we should. Well, maybe it's because you're not going to the right dentist. Call Dr. Teakin and his staff at Teakin Smiles right here in Link City, 281-334-4944, or go online to TeakinSmiles.com. Because seeing your dentist shouldn't be a pain. Back to the Kelly Williams Show, live from the ACU of Texas Studios on Final Draft Radio. Okay, so we are here with Christian Graffinino. We are answering your questions about fashion today. Yes. And we've had some really great questions we so have. far. I feel like we're speed lightning round right now. We are. We're on, we're on lightning round now yes. because we've got some more answer, good questions. Answer. And maybe we need to have another segment since there's so many <laughs> good know, questions. We might. <laughs> um, okay, so we've answered a couple of questions about summer weddings. And summer yes. weddings, you know, they're happening a lot right now. Yes. Some people have two or three in a weekend. Some people have Mm -hmm. three or four in the month. And, you know, a lot of times it's friends who know each other. So you don't want to wear the same thing. (laughs) You need to have options for what you're going to wear to these events and and know what's appropriate and not appropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so the the last question on summer wedding, what do I wear to a summer wedding at night? Okay. No, I'm sorry. What do I wear to a summer wedding during the day Uh and outside? Okay, so sunscreen. (laughs) Do I, I got, yeah. Sunscreen. I always go into like mom mode, like make sure your sunscreen's on and very, very light layers. So it's absolutely okay to wear a sleeveless dress. You can do a shorter, you know, knee length somewhere around there, but just make sure the layers are light. And for guys, you know, khakis and a, a short sleeve uh, polo would be fine. Something like that. Um, just because it's so incredibly hot outside. If yeah. you're going to a summer wedding during the day, uh, you need to get new friends. Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> scheduled that? That's I like have no alcohol. No, not a free, not a bar. What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. And I've been to a summer wedding during the day and I'm telling you, it is hot. everybody was dying and I'm a sweater mm. and I was like miserable. And yeah. thank goodness my dress was a open, um, long, no sleeves, mm-hmm. kind of layered white kind of, no, yes. it's white, but black on it. <laughs> so and, it's probably better to have oh. loose it was very loose. a very fitted bodycon yes. type of dress. People were miserable. It oh. was it was awful. You can bring your own little personal <clears throat> fan. Yeah, I'm, I needed one there. I mean, I was just in my head, and the guys in jackets. Oh, they were in suits, oh, and man. my husband was like, "I Sweating can't do this anymore." Bullets. It was oh, awful. I know right? it was horrible. So okay, so. Um, Somebody just asked, I'm attending my first fashion show in Houston. How fun. I know. So what do I wear? Okay. Check the theme. Okay. Okay. Always check the theme because some will be a little bit more dressy. Some will be a little different. I know you just had guests over who had a show outside. So you want to know that before you come in your full length 
gown, you know, type of thing. I know other shows are a little bit more dressy. So check the theme first and then move forward. You always want it to be fashionable, of course, and wearing, um, you know, your accessories to pull that look together is is always a good idea. But just check the the theme, the location where it's going to mm. be and the time of day and then and then move forward. Okay, because that's exciting. That is exciting. You know, and I don't think you, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's a fashion show. So you right. can kind of be fun with what you're wearing unless you, they say specifically what, what they expect their guests to wear. That's right. That's okay. right. Yeah, because sometimes, and you'll even see it on the invitation. You know, okay. maybe it has a really nice dress on it, and that would that would lead you to believe, okay, I need to, to, to dress, dress up, up a little bit more, right? Okay. And sometimes it's actually called out. Dress is uh, formal. Dress is business casual. Dress is whatever. So from there, but I, you can definitely play with your fashion a little bit at this because it's a fashion show. So you can be a little bit more bold, a little bit more brave with the pieces that you put on. Really fun prints. Maybe even a little sequence in there under something would be a lot of fun for that. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Okay. So I had a lady send in a question. She just had a baby and she is going, I know, (laughs) congratulations. She is actually going to another friend's baby shower Okay. and it's at a really nice country club. Okay. So she still cannot fit into a lot of her nice clothes yet. Okay. So what is she supposed to wear? Well, if you're going to go out and buy something, I know that whole, like you don't want to waste money on something new. So think something like a shift dress. Okay. So it fits you a little bit more on top, but it's a little bit more flowy um, on the bottom maybe that kind of baby doll style that way you can wear it and fit comfortably into it right now but then you can belt it later to really show off your figure so that's what I would suggest yeah and you know the great thing about that is that it's so and I went through this I remember after having my babies mm-hmm. is that um you you're at that kind of middle point you yes. can't really wear a lot but you don't, don't want to go buy. spend money no. on, on more maternity clothes or bigger clothes that you cannot wear yes. once you lose your weight that's right and that's a big deal to people and yes. so that's a great idea Thanks. Um, because then she can actually wear that whenever she wants that's and right. it doesn't look like she can't fit in her nice clothes right. she is going to look nice she's going to look adorable <clears throat> that's right I love it add I love some it. bling yeah that's right <laughs> add some bling 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 yes okay so one lady said, I'm chaperoning my daughter's eighth grade dance. Mm-hmm. What should I wear? I love it. First, I know how cute it. is that? What a Adorable. special moment, right? So, so here, sweet. Here I go again. Check the theme. Okay. Is it a more formal eighth grade dance or is it a little bit more casual eighth grade dance? Remember that you're going to be around other children. So keeping it conservative is always a better idea. So for ladies, um, I would suggest, um, a, you know, a skirt or a dress that's going to hit knee length or longer. You can probably even get away with wearing like slacks and a blouse. Um, just keeping it very conservative because you are around other children at that time um, but I typically will say a dress for the ladies and then slacks uh, or some kind of chino pants for the for the guys uh, typically you know a nice uh, long sleeve shirt for the guys uh, with a tie would be nice um, because most of the boys there will be wearing suits yeah and is it is it I, ha- I remember having a friend ask me that if she was chaperoning a dance at her child's school mm-hmm. are you supposed to wear something darker so you don't stand out or, it, I mean, I thought that was an interesting question. That I, is, yeah. You know, what um, do you think? 
I, I, you don't want I to prob- blend okay. in too much because so you need them to know chaperones You do are there. need to look your age, right? Because you don't want to look like you're in eighth grade with the yeah. rest of them. I would say it's probably not a good time to pull out those extremely bold patterns. You are there with your kiddo and you want them to shine, right? It's not your moment to shine. You're just there to help. But you still want to look polished and put together. So yeah. I would stick away from the bold patterns. But uh, any any of the colors are okay. I just maybe not neons. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Conservative Whose colors. Whose mom is that? <laughs> Yeah, we want to make a good impression. Exactly. Okay, so another friend wrote in. I've heard you talk about Brooks Boutique on the show. I know. Is it someplace I could take my mom who is 74? And that's a really good question. That is a great question. Well, the good thing about Brooks Boutique is that they have size ranges for all all different sizes um, for ladies. So, yes, I think it's very appropriate. And the thing, too, is that they have something for everybody there. They've got boutique pieces, but they also have the consignment pieces in many, many different styles. So absolutely. I would have so much fun shopping for somebody like being like, okay, here's the challenge is 74 year old mom <laughs> and she wants to look cute. And we're here at Brooks Boutique. Yes, absolutely. I would be able to find her something. Okay. And um, <laughs> I mean, they can also call and see if there's what's available in her size, absolutely. I guess, before they head over. Yes. Yes. So and- you just call Cecile over at Brooks Boutique and she would be more than happy to, to help you to be able to do that. Yeah. And um, and there's two locations. Yes. Where are those locations? So one's in Pearland and one is in Missouri City. Okay. So Sugar Lane yeah. area and Clear Lake Pearland. That's, oh, yeah. That's, it's an easy drive to yeah. get there. Yeah. And yeah. they have such a great selection and their price points are so affordable. So for those um, ladies looking for that transition close into the maternity wear, that's another great place to go because you can get it for very inexpensive and not have to put a whole lot of, mon- a lot of money up to get another really, really cute look for a very inexpensive price. That's a great idea. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, is it a um, good idea to buy clothes on sale for other people <laughs> after Christmas for future Christmas gifts? Okay, so this question is interesting because uh, depending on how much room you have in your house to store these items, like, are you going to feel like it's too much clutter? You know, yes, getting a great deal is really good. Do you have the money for it now? Do you have room for it now? Um, then I say yes, if you do have both of those things and you're okay with putting aside, but just make some kind of list so you don't forget what you have or where you put it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't put it in that hidden yeah, spot and then you can't find it. Because in that safe spot, you know, <laughs> you, you could lose it. So make sure we, I just keep a running list of everything that I get during the year um, because that's my NASA analytical brain going on there. <laughs> but just so I keep a list, okay, who else do I need to buy for? So if you are going to go out and get those kinds of things on sale um, way before Christmas time, then just know where you put them or it'll be a fun surprise later. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so what are the rules for mixing patterns in an outfit? And we don't have much longer, okay. so that's a quick okay. answer. So be careful about your proportions. The easiest way is to replace a solid color top with a printed of the same thing. So if you were going to normally wear a navy top, maybe just try like navy and white polka dots with that. So that's a very, very entry level type thing you can do. The next level of that, though, is taking two different patterns and having one similar color. So for instance, if I was going to have a black and white striped shirt, maybe I could have a fun pair of leopard shoes with that that has a black 
in it as well. So that would be a fun way to mix in, but be careful with the proportions of the patterns, especially if it's a pattern on a pattern, like a shirt with a skirt. You wanna make sure that the patterns are, um, the proportions are much different. So if one is a very small pattern, the other needs to be a little bit bigger pattern because two small patterns together is gonna look like a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> so you just make sure the proportions, <laughs> the proportions are okay. Okay, that is great advice. And, and we're gonna have to kind of carry some, a lot of these questions over to okay. the next show. Okay. Next okay. month, because we're we are out of time. Yeah. Coming up next, we ask our fitness guru Kyle Jones will answer your questions live on the air. Up next, thank you. That and more. Next, you're listening to the Kelly Williams Show on Final Draft Radio. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori Oh, for God's sake. Elite Care 24-Hour Emergency Room in League City offers all of the services found at a traditional hospital emergency room, but adds very short wait times, a clean and comfortable location, and outstanding service. The goal? For you to see an emergency room physician within 10 minutes of your visit and to provide you with the best, most comfortable experience while you're with them. Elite Care 24-Hour is located at 2530 Gulf Freeway in League City. Call 281-337-7500. Make plans for the 38th annual Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th, 27th, and 28th in Clute, Texas. Enjoy three fun-filled days of live music, food, and family fun. On Friday night, see the Spasmatics with MCA recording artist David Nail. On Saturday, start the party off right with New Orleans' favorites, Bag of Donuts, and finish the night with Texas' favorite, Kevin Fowler. For more information and a complete schedule of events, go to mosquitofestival.com. It's the Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th through 28th. Sponsored in part by Clute Parks and Recreation and Bud Light. When you need good advice and you can't afford a real therapist, just ask Kelly. The Kelly Williams Show. Final Draft Radio. All right, guys. It's the time where I, I'm not a counselor, but I do play one on the radio. Uh, This segment is brought to you by Makeup Junkie Bags. That's right. Started by Meredith Meredith Jurika in her kitchen. They have become the hottest makeup bags on the planet. And they can be used for so much more than makeup. And they are easy to clean. Get yours now at MakeupJunkieBags.com. Okay, so um, today's question comes from Ashley R. She says, my sister and I wear the same size clothes and we always have shared. However, now that I'm working, I've been spending more money on my clothes and don't want my sister borrowing certain pieces. What can I do without hurting my sister's feelings? Okay, Ashley, this is a very common problem. And having sisters, I definitely understand we have always shared clothes. We still share clothes. 
You need to sit down with her, let her know what each piece costs you. Make a list for her and let her know because you work hard for your clothes, there are pieces she's allowed to borrow and pieces she's not allowed to borrow. Um, and if she still continues to borrow the clothes on the no list without your permission, do you know those bicycle uh, locks? You know, they're long. Um, you go get one of those, and then you slip them through all the sleeves and do the lock, and your sister will not be able to get into any of your nice clothes anymore. You've solved the problem. Okay. So every week, we answer questions for you. Just email uh, vinyldraftradio.com and put in the subject line, just ask Kelly and send me your question, and we'll answer them every week on the radio. Kyle! What's going on? What is going on? Man. I missed being here next last week. I didn't get to see you. I know. Yeah, so, um, okay, lots of big things happening. Yes. You know, we're on iHeartRadio now. It's getting insane. And, and Spotify. Yeah, it's c- pretty crazy. Two of the largest platforms in the world. I know. Yeah. I know. It's exciting. So, uh, you know, and now we stream live on YouTube. Uh-huh. So how awesome is That's that? Right. YouTube's making a huge comeback right now. Yeah, huge. I mean, they're they're like, yeah. uh, they're crazy big. They're yep. just growing, 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 especially with U- YouTube TV mm-hmm. and everybody that's moving to digital. It's pretty awesome. Okay, so Kyle, how old are you? I will actually be 29 next Friday. What? So birthday's right around the corner. What? Yeah. Still, I uh. am still enjoying my 20s. Mm-hmm. Somebody the other day goes, you can be 33, 34. I said, whoa, calm down. <clears throat> Don't rush me. Yeah, geez. That's right. Let me That's enjoy right. this. You're going to be 29? Yep, 29 That's next exciting. Friday. I know. Okay, so, you know, and you've always been in pretty good shape. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm looking at your photos, and I've known you now for a, over a year and a half. Um, I mean, you know, I've only known you when you've been extreme shape. But looking at some photos, you weren't in bad shape. But now you are a pro NSL athlete. Yes, yes. So, you know, what does that mean? So, you know, within the bodybuilding organization, you have a bunch of different classes. And within each class, you know, they, they basically judge you by a certain criteria. So um, I, I uh, perform in the physique class. So it's a lot more aesthetics. It's a lot more, you know, being lean, being trim, being, you know, having good symmetry. It's not about being big, bulky, and just huge. Yeah. You know, they really look at definition. They look at a lot of different things. And so uh, when I started doing uh, physique bodybuilding about, uh, I'd say four or five years ago, um, one of the biggest things was getting in tune with your nutrition. Uh, Nutrition is everything. You know, when people say, oh, I just want to get rid of that last little piece, that's not exercise, really. That's that's the diet. That's the kitchen, right? What are we putting in our mouth on a daily basis? And so I really wanted to plug in with nutrition. How could I challenge my body and challenge myself mentally not to pick up that one cookie, right? And so, right, it's, it's a struggle because I got a big sweet tooth. Yeah, because we know one doesn't <laughs> stop at one. It turns into two, three, four, right? So... Uh, when I started doing that, you know, you have to qualify in specific shows, specific events, specific times of year to actually go and compete to get your pro card, which is basically your professional athlete. Wow. And um, so I did that. I've done a total of, I think, seven shows now. I got my pro card on my fourth show in, in South Beach, Miami two years ago. Um, and it's just it's wild. It's, it's a crazy thing to see what your body can do. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And what was the deciding factor for you to go full force Mm -hmm. with 
completely changing your body. Yeah. So uh, prior to bodybuilding, I was powerlifting. And powerlifting is all about lifting as much weight as possible, right? So I was always about heavy lifting. My body was under stress all the time. My joints, knees, elbows, everything. And then one day, it was just kind of like an aha moment. I was in uh, Fit Life Fitness in League City, <laughs> Texas with Natasha Love Reyes. Natasha. Right? I know. She's crazy. And um, she goes, Kyle, why don't you try some bodybuilding? And I said, there's no way I could do that. I mean, I just, I love my sweet too much and she goes she goes you know she goes you know you can't and I said God I preach people not to say that I said I literally just said I can't I said you're right let's do this let's roll so I did my first show and I just put it in check no drinks so you know I'm a craft beer lover I had you know no beer no alcohol no sweet tooth uh, none of that for uh, my first prep was 10 weeks, <laughs> 10, imagine 10 oh, weeks. Kyle, right? Kyle. And, and so I put it to the test and I came out, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I'm a competitive natured person. So to me, the competition uh, was huge, was awesome. And, uh, you know, it's temporary. You're there for eight weeks, 10 weeks. That's eight weeks goes by like that. It's nothing. Look, we can do anything for a couple months. And so I always try to tell people, look, don't tell yourself that you can't because then you can't tell yourself that you can. It's all in the mindset and push through it. Exactly. And, you know, we um, we took questions from viewers and we got some amazing questions from um, our friend John Ennis, nice. owner of Scene Magazine. And, you know, John actually has a craft beer. All right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, John, I'm not on prep right now, so share. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. So John asked, what is your one of his first questions is what do, is Kyle's take on intermittent fasting. Oh, all right. So this is a big kick right now. There's a lot of fitness professionals that are preaching it. My dad actually just started it two weeks ago. Um, me personally, I'm, I'm all about your body's an engine. So we have to feed this engine a little bit at a time. We can't just over flood it and then expect it to run good and then not eat for a long period of time. I actually just had a friend that did a 60 hour fast which is to me crazy, but, um, yeah, to me, you need portions of food throughout the day. Um, intermittent fasting has some of its good benefits to it. I believe it kind of just shocks your body a little bit. Do I believe you should live every single day of your life intermittent fasting? No, I don't. Um, anything like that is just for a, uh, almost like a shock to your body in a sense to basically say, Hey, let's get back and check. And then after a few weeks or a couple months of being on intermittent fasting, you need to go back into living a healthy life lifestyle, which is eating small portions of meals throughout the day, not gorging yourself at one sitting or two sittings throughout the day, but having strategic, I, call, I like to call them snacks, big snacks throughout the day, you know, small piece of protein, little bit of carbs, little bit of greens, and do that throughout the day. Look, um, it's hard to eat that many times a day unless you prep your meals. So me and my wife, every single Sunday, we prep a ton of meals for the week, grab it and go. You're on with your day. So you definitely have to take the time to say, Hey, look, my health is a priority. Um, let's get this and let's go. Okay. And a real quick answer. What is intermittent fasting? So intermittent fasting is basically you cut off eating at one point in time in the night mm -hmm. and you don't eat all the way until like noon the next day. Okay. So it's 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 going a long period of time without consuming anything. Yeah, yeah. I, my brain does not work that way. Oh, gosh. I can't work if I, I don't have food or carbs yep. for a certain yeah. amount of time. I mean, I get nutty. Yep. Um, okay, so this is my question, kind of on that. In your personal opinion, what is a safe starter fasting or cleanse time for someone who's never done it? 
so are they talking about I'm trying to gear that like that a question. time of fasting is there a certain amount of time like for a couple of days or something that somebody to, could do a cleanse or a okay. fasting if they've never done one before and they want to mm-hmm. try it so cleanses I'm 100,000% against okay um, to me a cleanse you're just putting stress on your kidneys putting stress on the pancreas you're, you're putting stress on your body um, realistically to provide a true cleanse it's healthy lifestyle changes for about three months Mm-hmm. And your body will cleanse itself naturally. Um, now, as far as fasting goes, if you think about it, if we go to bed, let's say the average person goes to bed at 10 o'clock at night. The average person is going to wake up about five or six in the morning. You just fasted for eight hours. Yeah. You didn't drink You're or anything. You're still fasting. Right? Yeah. And so I, I take a look at it as, look, when I'm sleeping, I'm fasting. Um, I'm going six, seven, eight hours without consuming even a liquid. You're not even consuming water. And so to me, that's my fast period. Now, if you want to go fast even further, skip the breakfast and maybe wait till about 10 or 11 to consume your first meal. Okay. Awesome. Um, Okay. What did John has another question? What, when is the best time for an eye cryo treatment? Is it before um, a workout or following a workout? Oh, I get that all the time. So obviously with cryotherapy, there's so many different benefits. Energy levels are one of them. So providing that natural endorphin release. So I always explain to people, if look, if you're about to go work out or maybe you get up for the morning and you're just feeling sluggish, you're just not there. You're just kind of tuned out. Your, your, your body's on like a fog mode. Go into a cryo session, get that endorphin release, get that serotonin release, get those good vibes flowing throughout the bloodstream and do your cryo session at the beginning of the day or pre-workout, right? It's a natural pre-workout to get those endorphins flowing. Now, let's say on the opposite end of the spectrum, your your energy's there, like you're tuned in, you're good to go. Save that cryo session for afterwards for the recovery because we know that uh, that cold therapy is good for recovery. So it kind of just depends where you're at. Okay. Should someone do cryo before or following a meal? And John mm. sent that in as well. And mm-hmm. That was interesting to yeah. me because I've never even thought I've had that of a few asking times. that. Yeah, I've, I've had probably two or three people in my entire life ask me that question. It's a very good question because, look, cryotherapy has a lot to do internally with the body. So digestion of food uh, is huge. Um, a lot of times, think about it, when you eat a big meal and you say, oh, I got to walk that off. It's because, right? It's because your body's moving, and so it thinks it's functioning, it's doing something. Same thing in the cryo chamber. During your session, the internals of your body, it's moving. Your blood's flowing. Things are going. It's basically telling your body, hey, let's let's get some stuff going on in here. So, yeah, I usually tell people cryo after you eat, and it's going to throw your body in a hyperfunction mode. Oh, wow. Great question, John. Okay, so another one. I'm telling you, John sent so many questions. These were so good. Okay, John, um, how strategic can one be with the timing of an eye cryo session? Very. So obviously I get this a ton, especially from professionals in the medical field. So inflammation, people look at that as a bad thing. But realistically, recovery, the, the, there's different series of recovery. The first portion of recovery is inflammation. Inflammation is necessary to recover, right? Introducing more red blood cell count, removing white blood cell count. So um, you don't want to cryo too 
quickly because inflammation is necessary, but definitely getting a cryo session in within, I would say the first uh, hour or so of doing some type of physical activity is necessary because we want to calm down that inflammation as fast as possible. Now I get people say, Hey man, I work out at nine at night. I don't want to go cryo. That's fine. Cryo the next morning, because guess what? You're about to go to sleep. And when we sleep is when we recover also. Okay. That's a great question, John. Okay. When dealing with a sports injury, what are your recommendations on how often each week someone should have cryotherapy? Most definitely. Because we've, we've talked about this, um, sometimes on the show and, um, you know, cause we've had, um, parents of younger children mm -hmm. who have a knee injury, yep. um, or they've broken their arm or something like that. And that has been a big question mm -hmm. for people. Youth athletes is huge. We get a lot of, uh, high school, middle school players and in, in various sports come in for acute injuries or chronic. Um, and I would say it comes down to that. Is this an acute injury? Meaning it's something like a sprained ankle, a tennis elbow, something that we know is going to go away. Or is it chronic? Meaning, Hey, I got a bulging disc from wrestling and it's going to stay with me for a few years or even forever, right? And so if it's acute injury, attack it immediately, get as many sessions as you can in it within that 30-day period. Look, let's say you have a, a sprained ankle and it's pretty bad. It's a really bad sprained ankle. Oh, I want to Hold on, Kyle. We're going to come right back and answer more questions with Kyle Jones. <laughs> I love DraftRadio.com. Make sure to include the words Just Ask Kelly in the subject line. The Kelly Williams Show, Wednesdays at 9, only on Final Draft Radio. Prom season, wedding season, homecoming. Get the look you want this year at Muzzy's. Your one-stop shop, Muzzy's has everything you need to look great with the perfect dresses, shoes, and accessories. These events will be unforgettable, so shouldn't you be too? Find us online at muzzies.com or come see owner Lynn Red and her amazing staff. Muzzies, fashion with an attitude. Do you ever wonder how every insurance company seems to boast about having the best rate for you? With so many companies, how is it possible that they can all have the best rate? Well, the reality is they're all telling the truth. Kind of. You see, each insurance company has a different set of target customers that they're looking for, so each company will have the best rate for someone. The challenge is finding the one that likes you the most. Perfect Policy evaluates you through more companies than any other insurance agent, and that's how they find the best policy for you. It just makes sense. More options means better value. Contact Perfect Policy today. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market better than the back of his hand? John Wilkinson can help answer questions related to obtaining a mortgage lender up to finding and securing the best home for you. John will take your best interests as his own and provide valuable property and neighborhood information that is important to your family. Call John at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to start looking for your new home. How's this weekend for you? Simply contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens, the real estate agent invested in you. Chuck's Sports Bar and Memorabilia in League City is exactly what you picture a hometown bar to be. A perfect place to watch the game with friends, all the while enjoying great food, great drinks, and a friendly staff. 
Chuck's is also the home of celebrity bartender nights, open mic nights with Robert Del Toro, karaoke nights, and more. Chuck's is located at 601 East Main in Old League City and is open Tuesday through Thursday from 4 to 11 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 1 a.m. Call Chuck's 832-632-1325 or find them on Facebook by searching Chuck's Sports Bar League City. Back to the Kelly Williams Show, live from the ACU of Texas Studios on Final Draft Radio. All right, we are here with Kyle Jones. We've been answering all kind of fitness questions. Loving them. I know, it's it's really awesome. And uh, John Ennis and some other people have sent in some really great questions this morning. So we are getting those answered live on the air right now. Um, before we went to commercial break, we were you were answering the question of when dealing with a sports injury, mm-hmm. what are your recommendations on how often each week someone yep. should be getting cryotherapy? Yes. Yeah, so we talked about acute injuries versus chronic. Acute is something that is very temporary. Chronic is something that obviously lasts a very long time. If it's a if it's a c- acute injury like a rolled ankle, look if the ankles it just happened in a game, let's say today, I would go in a cryotherapy session today or tomorrow. Attack it as quick as possible let's start that recovery process and at least do it three three or four times that very first week or two get it controlled and i almost can guarantee you don't quote me on this because it depends on the person and the recovery but (laughs) after that first week or two of doing three to seven cryotherapy sessions i would say it'd be knocked out completely within a week or two Um, and then from there if it's not you go on a kind of a maintenance phase or once or twice a week now on the adverse side if it's a chronic thing which means you're living with it right a bulge disc something like that do maintenance cryotherapy which is about two times a week which is pretty solid for people okay so is that kind of about the right number for somebody who's dealing with it or who had surgery on a shoulder or a knee so surgery, it's another acute thing. It's something that's temporary, okay. and we're hoping the surgery pain is not going to last forever. Um, you may deal with some issues throughout your life, but it shouldn't be 100%. That's something, once again, I would attack it aggressively, cryotherapy directly after your surgery. Let's start that recovery process. Do you know three or four sessions the first week and the second week, and then you can kind of teeter off from there. Okay, great. What are your observations? This is another one from John Ennis, owner of Scene Magazine. Um, what are your observations regarding the timing and scheduling of cryotherapy sessions and combining sessions with eating, fasting, workouts, and sleep? How much do these really all work together? It's all in synchronization. Everything that you just listed there is in synchronization. If you can tune into that, that's what I talk about. When I say people live in a healthy lifestyle, it's a combination of all those tools in one. So paying attention to what you put in your mouth, foods, liquids, paying attention to how not how long you sleep, but how good of sleep you get. So did you just lay in bed for eight hours and kind of wake up every hour and a half, or did you truly get a solid five, six, seven hours of sleep, right? So paying attention to your deep sleep, your REM sleep. And then because look, realistically, sleep is not only where you recover physically, but it's where you recover mentally. So if you're starting your day off cruddy from a mental standpoint, look at how you slept. Cryotherapy is obviously going to play a huge point in your physical recovery and mental recovery during the day while you're awake. So to me, playing, uh, playing a role in all of those things 
is what living a healthy lifestyle is. I'm really not a big believer in a diet. If I'm doing a show, obviously I have to diet for the show, but to me, that's not a lifestyle, right? You, you can't live that way. Um, a lifestyle is something that you can take all of those factors you just listed and strategically plan those things. Because look, I have people tell me all the time, well, my, my kids come first or um, my job comes first. Well, realistically, you have to be selfish. If you aren't right, you can't do right by your kids. If you aren't right, you can't perform properly at work like you're supposed to. And so, look, you have to look out for yourself so that way you can look out for other people. Yeah, I I completely agree. And being a mom, um, you know, parent, um, your kids usually come first mm-hmm. it's yeah. just how oh, yeah. you are yep. and so um you have to kind of relearn once they're they've moved out of the house at school or mm-hmm. they have careers you have to relearn yes. how to take care of yourself because yeah. it is that mentality okay so john wants to know is there a maximum amount of eye cryo treatments that you recommend per week i thought that was an interesting question yeah so we actually um it's it i might gear it per day Um, So usually I would say the max two sessions per day. Um, Anything past that, there's no there's no exceeded benefit from it. Uh, The reason I say two is we almost treat it as a medicinal replacement. So, um, for instance, my dad has really bad fibromyalgia. I mean, he Mm -hmm. locks up throughout the day all the time. And so instead of taking uh, his medication in the morning when he wakes up and medication in the evening when he goes to sleep, he supplements that for cryotherapy in the morning and the evening. So getting your cryotherapy in the morning because you just were locked up from sleeping in the same spot for six hours and then take and doing your cryotherapy in the evening from all the functional movement you did during the day. So look at look at the ailment you're trying to treat and ask yourself, if you're taking medication for that, how often are you taking medication? And cryotherapy is going to be your supplement for that. Yeah, that is really interesting. And, and I have a, a quick question that made me think about this before we keep going on the other questions. If somebody has like a plate in their leg or a um, an artificial hip mm-hmm. or something like that, can they get cryotherapy? A thousand percent. So we have people, you know, Botox, fillers, injections, um, you know, breast implants, hip replace. It doesn't matter if it's metal rods, screws, plastic, whatever it is. The cryotherapy, the nitrogen that we use only penetrates a half a millimeter deep into the skin. So it actually acts as a repellent, hits the skin and reflects off, which is why it's so much safer than ice because ice is a penetrating cold. It gets inside the muscle tissue. If you do ice for even a few seconds, seconds too long it's you start awful. to damage the tissue yeah yeah it's awful i hate i hate it i do too ice baths <laughs> i remember those in college oh, oh they were terrible uh-uh, that's terrible <laughs> oh my gosh okay so um so you said that instead of looking at how many cryotherapy treatments you can have per week mm-hmm. you can actually have up to two cryotherapy treatments per day yes one in the morning one at mm-hmm. night so you know the way he was asking was that is it um you know the law of diminishing returns whether if you do too many it's really not helping Mm -hmm. are you doing too much so um so that's a good way to look at it just on a daily basis yeah and that's you know 
it, this is catered to the person. Everybody's completely different. Everybody's dealing with different things. And so I would never say, okay, everybody in the world should be doing two cryotherapy sessions every day. It's, it's, we really like to customize things to the guests. So if you're curious, you have questions, concerns, um, you're dealing with things that are maybe real specific, um, in the medical, you know, the rehab field, come into one of our centers, speak to our staff. They're highly, highly, highly trained in what they do. Um, and tell them what you're dealing with. Tell them the things that, that you're looking at gaining from cryotherapy and we can customize a package specific to you. Um, there's no cookie cutter treatment plan, right? Everybody's different. We know that you're an individual. Nobody's like you. And so we want to treat you with something that's customized care. Okay, that's a that's a great way to do it mm-hmm. because when people call, what, how do they get in touch with you? So actually, uh, I give out my cell phone number. Yes, guys, it's my real cell phone number. <laughs> um, I love to 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 get feedback. I love to get questions. This is awesome. I love the questions. Yes. Um, my direct cell phone number is eight three two four seven four three six five three. Or you can shoot me an email if you don't want to directly contact me. It's kjones at icryo.com. So that's i c r y o dot com. Okay. So one more question before we go and you have to answer this quickly. Um, if Kyle was limited to only one exercise to keep in shape for the rest of his life, what single movement would it be? Oh, I love shoulders. Shoulders is my favorite. I'd be doing delt flies all day. <laughs> I'd be doing delt flies all day. For the rest of your life, <laughs> yeah, that's for the it. Rest, I'd be you doing delt flies all day. You can't do sit-ups or anything else. <laughs> <laughs> we figure something You'll out. You'll be the guy with the big arms and little legs. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Kyle, this has been great. Um, John, thank you for the great questions today. Hope you got your answers. And uh, stay tuned for more music right here on VinylDraftRadio.com.